Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Fine. Yep. Good. Right at the beginning of the part. Literally as we collate start, you just start thumping your mic. Sorry. People, people are really going to enjoy <laughs> that. <laughs> 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 click on our fucking thing and it's boom, 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 boom. <laughs> immediately yeah i well i need to i need to think about a way to do that because because we have a bit of a preamble people who click on the podcast on spotify are probably really confused like we just chat shit for about two minutes and then we start the start the show whereas on youtube we have timestamps, so it's like oh i'm just gonna skip to the intro if people just want to get on with the show you know so yeah i used to trim it but it's quite a bit of extra work so i'm, I'm gonna mess around and see what yeah what options there are um, yeah, and I saw your messages about that stuff. I have been meaning to do it, but um, yeah, just uh, in all honesty, I kind of actually forgot about it as well. But I think even if I didn't forget about it, I wouldn't have really had the time recently. So, but well, I know... if, we, if we need to, we'll just take an evening and sit down. We'll just do it together. Twenty minutes shouldn't take long. Was it twenty yeah, minutes? You know? Yeah, no, it shouldn't take long. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, cool. Let's do that. Yeah, no worries, man. Um. Okay, well, just to brief you, I guess it's been a real quiet week mm-hmm. um, on the Xbox front. Um, so we've got a bit of general news you've probably heard about. Um, uh, the Red Dead stuff, fucking ridiculous. Um, I did want to talk about Baldur's Gate a little bit again, because that's just continuing to pop off, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Shit's going nuts. Um, bit of forwards and news. Uh, but mostly I want the show to be focused on Avowed. Um, Funny so enough, we'll... I've caught absolutely no glimpse of anything Avowed this week, so I don't even know what we're going to be talking about. Somehow that's, <laughs> that's eluded me completely. Um, so Buckle in. You're in for a good show. Yeah. But yeah, we are. You, lives. dear listener, but also you, Tim, my co-host. <laughs> yeah, I am the dear listener this week. <laughs> that's right, it's not... That's what makes it so special. Um, okay, let's do it. Let's jingle. Let's get cracking. Oh, I didn't we share are. us on socials. That's fine. I'm ready to go. Yes, we are jingling. Yeah. Okay, fuck, Jesus. Um, hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 109 of the Quick Resume Podcast. 109. Can you believe that? It's so bad. Um, yeah, I know. Um, if you haven't been here before, hi. Um, we're an Xbox podcast. A big surprise. Um, my name's Deck. Uh, that's Tim over there. Hello. Hi, hello. Uh, and we have some. We're a little bit of news today. It's a little bit quiet. It's Lucy Goosey. It's a Lucy Goosey episode. We all know it's your favourite sort of episode from the QRP. You know, you don't need to tell us. You don't need to pat us on the back. You don't need to pay us money. You don't need to send us any cars. Yeah. But um, if you were to do that, I've... here are our bank details, and here yes. are. Our <laughs> it's a PO box. Yeah. Yeah, and also like I, you don't have to go to my wish list, which you can find in the description below, Amazon wish list, and order stuff from there. You don't have to, but if you want to, you know, no, you don't have to. Yeah. It's fine. It's, yeah. it's, but it is there in the description. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. there. Just if you're curious, <laughs> yeah, if you want to know what I need, you just like 
absurdly expensive and unnecessary stuff. Yeah, like, like a three like... grand whisk. Yeah, like that <laughs> Apple like VR headset thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but mostly, you know, it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a briefing. Everyone, um, big titles. Avowed was multiplayer. It was a multiplayer game before the Xbox acquisition. Oh, uh, that's coming off the back of. Uh, yeah, co-op. Yeah, that's right. Well, we, we don't know how far it goes. Different to multiplayer, yeah. right? I think generally, yeah, that's. I think that's how we use the lingo. But um, yeah, so possibly co-op. Stalker Two might have had its release date leaked this year. Oh no way. Um, yeah, and um, there's a bit of Forza motorsport controversy, or is there? You know, we'll talk about that. Um, and then there's just bits and bobs of other stuff. What the fuck are Rockstar doing? Hey, what are they up to? Idiots. <laughs> yeah, to run a business. You contact me. Look, I'm a very successful podcast runner, me. Look at all the 109 episodes. Not a single hitch. (laughs) (laughs) We've never had a hitch. Yeah. Yeah. And quality is 10 out of 10. This is a commercially viable podcast. Mm -hmm. So there's all of that and more. You know, so um, we hope you're here to stay. If you're here and you're listening and you're live, pop off in chat. Let us know how you're doing, what you're playing. Um, if you're listening in Spotify, you know, after the Sunday that we film, hi, hope you're doing well. This is Deck from the past. Um, if I could remind you, give us a rating on Spotify, give us a like on YouTube while you're here. It really helps us out. So, with that all said and done, Tim, mm. how is how's the gamer brain? How is the the xbox shaped lobe in mm. your skull how's that doing that that lobe has been uh not it hasn't been very active this week uh i've had a lot of <laughs> a lot of life things going on this week so it hasn't hasn't been the most active um uh what what have i played um i well obviously i think we did a bit of remnant between this and last week we completed it didn't we we we, we finished it um great game yes yeah good fantastic game um still playing it obviously i haven't hopped on in 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 a few days um but obviously you all know how we feel about remnant um yeah pretty fantastic um I'm, i can't i'm still at the stage where i don't think i can give it a rating because just because i've completed it and seen the credits roll i don't think it's that kind of game um but you know if i were to slap a number on it right now i'd probably easily give it a nine um I but, um yeah so that that's been going great um i also hopped on and actually played like a a few a few rounds i think probably about an hour of uh killer instinct as well when we got that oh, lovely um, i nearly did i didn't get around to it it was good yeah i mean i played it with caden who is our resident fighting game main in the group and oh. he kind of had so you, you... my ass consistently so you lost for an hour straight yeah and claimed that he didn't know what to do the worst thing is, though, is what I find fun about fighting games and why I like playing them with you, especially, is you both just fuck around and you learn at a similar pace. But, like, Caden was just doing stuff and handing me yeah. my ass. And I was like, what button does that? And I just got nothing. It was just silence. And all I heard was button man. He was just beating the crap out of me. And I was like, help me out, man. I, I-, I don't even know what's going on. Have I dropped connection right now? I'm not sure if it's you or me. Oh, yeah, no, you I'm are back. dropping a little I'm bit. Back. I'm back. Yeah, there you go. Um, good. Yeah, and he's literally just like just doing all this shit, and I was like, "Oh, what is that? How, how did you do that? How did you move into like you, you know when you go all like dark in that game and everything starts to like yeah. 
blur and then you like combo the crap out of people. I was like, what button does that? Just nothing. Just clicks. Just clicks and heavy breathing. <laughs> Next round. <laughs> yeah. Next round. And I was literally just like, oh, <laughs> okay, all right, great. Um, but it, it was fun, man. Yeah, uh, Killer Instinct is, is pretty good. Um, and surprisingly, actually holds up still, like graphically and stuff like that. It does. You yeah. can tell it is a bit dated, but I feel like it really yeah. shines in its like it's still got nice particle effects and when the game's in movement it actually still looks good but when the characters mm. are kind of standing still or you're picking the characters you can see they're graphically actually yeah. not that impressive but I, in motion i, I just good. love the roster i the love roster the roster for that game i mean i think I, just it's so fun i picked between i was like a weird mummy man with wraps undead I, mummy, mummy man i saw mummy yeah. man and yeah, yeah. i also played a velociraptor with rockets attached to him um and i also play yeah hell yeah uh an undead weird samurai lady so quite a versatile mm. cast <laughs> is she the one with her her like back snapped and she yeah yeah and she's backwards. all creepy yeah and she like she like moves in really jittery fast ways yeah um so that That's yeah scary, that so it's yeah it's a good versatile cast i will give it that um but yeah just playing that is also just sort of edged me on to want to play Mortal Kombat again um, which I actually jumped on and played a little bit of practice mode on because um, I'm quite looking forward to the new the new MK1 um, I tend to buy uh, play the story and a decent amount of most of the MK games, actually all of the MK games since I think Mortal Kombat 8 I think I've actually bought mm. um, yes yeah, same actually I think yeah so uh, I, I just I just like the franchise I just like the characters and stuff like that um, yeah and yeah, it looks baller, man. Uh, they recently did a trailer. It does look good. Um, and did, did you see the reptile trailer where they showed off reptile in that game? I did. He like half transforms in his moves. Yeah, he looks so fucking yeah. cool. Yeah, he actually looks rad. Um, he might be the character I go with. I'm not sure. It's a toss up between like him, Smoke, and um, some other new character. I forgot her name now. But yeah, there is uh, only rain. There's only rain. Yeah, rain looks sick in that game as well. They've made him look so cool. He's got like a staff. <laughs> it's and, like, like a mincy little rhymes. sorcerer. Yeah. yeah. Let's go. Yeah, he looks cool as fuck. Um, so yeah, that's basically been my game brain. A little bit of fighting, uh, a little bit of remnant. Nice. Um, but yeah, not too much gaming this week. Uh, life's kind of got in the way there. So yeah. What about you? I tell you, it's so fucked up that Mortal Kombat 1 is coming out on September 19th. Like, it's I, just not fucked I was up. saying this to you though. I don't mind it. Like, cause I, I think Starfield, we're getting on Games Pass. We're not dropping 70 pounds on Starfield. It makes me feel less bad about dropping 65, 70 on Mortal Kombat. And I think that it will be a nice change to just play Starfield loads and we're loving it. We're consuming the shit out of it. I think it might just be quite nice to just hop on and play a few rounds of Mortal Kombat every now and again, just like a completely different game sort of thing um yeah i I, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world i think sometimes just playing only one game 10 hours a day all all day every day is can be a bit much although starfield definitely is that kind of game but yeah i i get it it's just i have this problem with fighting games i am i think just by nature of like they have very high skill ceilings and honestly their skill floors aren't that low either where they are a bit of a time commitment like yeah i i just kind of play through the story i suppose which which could be a nice distraction but 
yeah, it's why I'm finding it quite difficult to I like I downloaded Killer Instinct and I definitely want to give it a go, but I'm like quite hesitant to like get involved in a fighting game right now because it's like, oh yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? It's like I you have to learn a lot and it's like fucking more I'm I'm learning my brain is at capacity. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm right. like my brain, you know when you like fill a glass up and you keep going and then there's like a little lip of water that's like yeah. above the glass and you're like how the fuck is that happening that's me that's why i'm asking myself constantly you think mk1 <laughs> might just start pouring that glass over <laughs> and then god, yeah. god forbid everything just falls Maybe. out but it looks great you know mk1 looks great um uh, it's it's one of the eight games this year that i will play um when that is i don't know you know maybe you're right you know because honestly, I'm get, I'm get, I'm edging closer and closer to to buying the upgrade for Starfield. Every day that passes, I, I feel yeah. it in my gut. Like my gut swells with like envy, and it's like, man, I could play it on Friday, and then Saturday, Sunday, and then I work Monday to Wednesday, you know, and then it's just that would be nice. <laughs> so I don't know. We're gonna see how it goes, especially if it reviews very very well and there's a lot of you know hype over it. So we'll see. Mm. Yeah, my game of brain Tim has been a bit scattered this week. I'm, um, I think I said to you, I'm between semesters at uni, so I've got a bit more time than usual. Not that's not saying much, but I've been hopping on a few things. So I was playing a little bit of Remnant, and then I thought I'm going to play some other stuff. I played some Halo Infinite, Tim. Oh. Having a bit of a resurgence at the moment. I think I said to you last week, it's yeah. um, popping off, gaining a lot of traction. It's gaining a lot of traction especially in the face of two mainstream shooters that are really struggling at the moment, being Overwatch and... Um... Apex? Warzone? Fortnite? Destiny. Destiny. Apex is struggling a bit, but when we say that, it's not really struggling. There's just a bit of bad, you know, player accounts are fantastic, so it's not really yeah. Uh, yeah. a problem. But Destiny as well, people are... Pretty- pretty pissed about um i'm sure there's another one that i can't think of so in the face of that you know essentially they just did a small august like quality of life update mm-hmm. that came with a, a remade reach map and a bunch of updates um but it kind of just came out of nowhere and it just kind of came at the right time and had people saying it's like oh well, no, well here's halo like just dropping updates like out of nowhere like it wasn't a seasonal update or anything it was just a here mm-hmm. you go and it's just full of stuff including a map so um and you know good time hell infinite but i don't know what else to say um it feels smoother and smoother every time i go back and play it um it it's just it's just it's just good <laughs> like i'm glad they've gotten into the swing of stuff you know there's so many modes now there's like i think they've added like 20 maps now oh wow since launch which is crazy if you consider we had two in one year and now we're uh what a year and so maybe 20 months in now and we're up to 20 maps so um you know there's, there's a really up. popular there's a really popular new mode called squad battle which is 8v8 so it's not quite btb but it's a bit bigger than slay it feels a bit more casual a bit less sweaty um there's quite a few forge maps uh, most of them are great just feels good man and i can go between my battle passes i can choose what i want to level up hmm. um that is good i think going I think going on at the moment yeah it's just nice it's a nice user game to pack into i still think it feels great i still think it needs a bit more work but if they keep this momentum going i could see um i could see it get starting to gain some traction back you know i think like we said summit is playing it at the moment um 
who's the other guy one of the big cod youtubers had made a video about it the other day about like infinite having a comeback or something so mm. keep okay. going guys you know that change of management seems to be paying off um whatever you're doing so mm -hmm. definitely yeah keep going i also played a bit of quake 2 quake 2 remastered came out really? um yeah okay. uh I, I played the first one when the, the first quake remaster came out like last year just just a little bit I, I just find it really interesting playing these old boomer shooters because i never played them at the time mm. um and man it really holds up it like i mean obviously it's been upscaled and everything but it, it like looks quite good and it, it plays very well it almost had a bit of a remnant twinge to it when i was playing through there were like secrets in secrets sort of thing going on it's like you find a crack in a wall, you'd break the wall open, you'd find a weapon, and then there's a hole in the corner, you go in the hole, and there's a secret level, and then you do a secret level, and you get a secret weapon. It's like, oh my Jesus. Yeah, jeez, um, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It, because it's cause, because it was fought before my time, it almost feels a little bit educational, and obviously I want to kind of familiarize myself with the IP just on the odd chance that id is doing a reboot. So hmm. um, that was really fun to just hop into. I just did the first couple of levels on that. Nice. I've been playing A Way Out with my wife. Have you played that? A way out? Uh, I haven't. No, that's the uh, yeah, like the two-player co-op, like prison escape game or something. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think um, Ben so Ben's played that with 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 Ali, yeah. and they they said they actually really enjoyed it. So yeah, it's the same devs as it takes two. Hazel Light mm. was their game before it takes two, I think. Um, yeah, it's good. It's um, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far as well. It's uh, you can tell the team learned a lot from that game going into it takes two, but it's yeah, it's just I like these kind of co-op dedicated experiences, you know. And Hazel Light are really good at them, so they are the studio. And finally, I can you believe this? How many, how many games has that been? Oh man, I know. Well, I've been playing. I've been playing them for a long time. I've just been bouncing between a few things. Spend any time with your kid this week, or? <laughs> yeah well he's crawling so i don't have a choice he got, he comes to me whether i want him or not <laughs> um and yeah i went back and started playing hogwarts legacy again you know i thought i've got about three weeks before starfield i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna see what damage i can do to that game because i started up a while back and i had a good time and something distracted me i can't remember what it was might have been overwatch i can't remember mm -hmm. um but it's a good game, man. Although I will say I was moaning about this to Beth. Like, those characters in that game do not shut the fuck up. Like, mm. oh my god, they just go on and on. It's like, please. Yeah. And it's like, they, I think it gives us a bad reputation as Brits, because I can imagine a, a lot of Americans, or really just any other nationality sitting there being like, oh, why don't you go and get me a watermelon? Like, I, mm. And they just won't shut up. It's like, let me go and fucking cast Incendio and Flipendo on like <laughs> yeah. spiders and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. want to talk to you for six hours about a bug that flies or turns into a, a candle. Like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it's all, it's so, they're giving off this whole Hogwarts like student, like whimsical vibes, isn't it? Where some people just want to skip all that shit. And it just, yeah. <laughs> just blow yeah. shit up yeah bombard us and stuff and, uh, don't get me <laughs> yeah and don't get me wrong like i really like the the world of hogwarts so it's i like it when it's like when it's doing it well i'm like quite into it but there's a lot of like side things where you meet a new character and it's like oh i'm a hufflepuff and i fucking love donkeys and yeah i love creatures hippogriffs. yeah oh so good for you yeah like great good yeah. shit and you then know, they force like, it i'm literally casting ancient like magic 
They're like, yeah. help me save the animals. It's like, do it yourself, <laughs> man. I've got shit to do. Yeah. I'm literally new here. I'm like a new student. Like, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm like on the brink of a panic attack. I'm like, please. Um, so, yeah, I, I do like it, though, overall. It's, um, I think yeah, it's, it's fun. I think the combat's really fun. I think that's part of why it's, I find it a bit frustra- frustrating because it's, it's when it's, actually clicking at once it's um it's really enjoyable very pretty as well very pretty game yeah it is yeah i i, I really enjoyed my playthrough of um of, of hogwarts as well yeah it's really good hell yeah so that's been me nothing else oh wow just just the five then just the five yeah just the five <laughs> <laughs> um so we'll start with the honorable mentions for this week tim Last week we spoke about a bit of a panic. There's a bit of a panic going on in the Xbox community at the moment, and I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm sympathetic. This idea that there's not all that much marketing for Starfield right now, you know, I don't know. It's, uh, I, I don't feel like that's really changed from last week. It's, it's okay, you know. It's on LucasAid bottles here in the UK. It's uh, on the occasional YouTube ad, um, mm. but it, it hasn't been kicked into high gear yet. You know, I'm not seeing it like every time I load up a YouTube video. I'm not seeing, uh, I'm not seeing it in trailers. You know, stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, have you? Has that changed for you at all, or is it? Uh, no, I think I agree. I feel like it's still at the stage where, yeah, I, I feel like they are going to ramp it up, but uh, it hasn't happened yet. Um, I don't know when this typically tends to happen with with big video game releases like i'm not sure when the the whole trend of ramping up the marketing like like when god of war started to really ramp up and like like uh, yeah. ragnarok and stuff like that i don't know if it was like a month before release or a couple weeks or something so i don't know if starfield are doing it too late or yeah but i definitely feel like they could do more yeah hmm yeah it was and, and do you know what there, there was a similar thing that was being said around the god of war uh, Ragnarok time. A lot of people were saying around the time, "Where's the marketing?" And then it kicked in in the final like week there was or so two. much of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then it lingered afterwards as well, which I, I think is quite interesting. Like I, on my drive to, to to the city, there was a massive billboard plastered on the side of a, a giant building, like a massive one, like you couldn't miss it. And I was yeah. like, "Wow, oh, that's crazy! I've never seen anything like that for for a game." Mm. Um, so. I think it's probably on track. It's probably going to ramp up. As far as I know, review codes haven't gone out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll be happy to know I have applied to one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, I'm very, very hopeful, you know. Um, so, um, yeah, I reckon when those codes go out, that's when the marketing kicks in, which probably is this week or or next. Um, mm. But it's quite funny because the Xbox Series X subreddit and I, I, I actually just generally a lot of the xbox community threads just on the internet regardless of where you go there are so i'm seeing so many posts pop up like i've just bought an xbox series x for starfield what, what should i play in the meantime i've seen so many of those yeah. posts and i think that's quite interesting like i think it's working <laughs> i think the starfield hype is working yeah definitely yeah um i can definitely see a lot yeah a lot of console purchases going up um in preparation for starfield yeah um which is quite funny because you think a lot of people would still wait for reviews and i think majority of people would but i think like you said with stock being what it is i mean stock seems to be fine in the uk but 
um big what it is everywhere else i think people are kind of just grabbing one as and when they can with the with the anticipation that starfield will be a banger rather than obviously waiting yeah. for the reviews um if they said when uh the embargo actually lifts like a week before release like two weeks before release 10 days no they haven't given mm-hmm. any indication no we don't know i mean I, I i would like to think that they're going to give reviewers somewhere between 10 and 14 days to review the game because obviously it's fucking huge they keep saying it's fucking huge and yeah. it would be it would not only be a bit dodgy it would, I think it would be a bad indication for the game if they didn't give reviewers enough time with it. Um, so, I, you know, if we're looking at reviews will be out before early access, which is the 1st of September, which is just under three weeks from now. So I reckon yeah. they go out in the next few working days um, and then reviews probably left 26th, maybe 25th of August, something around that time. Oh, you really think it's maybe that early? Because doesn't it release on the 6th? Released on the sixth, but it's early access on the first, so reviews will be out. Oh yeah, that. I always forget about that. Yeah, reviews will need to be out before that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah, it does depend. And like I I remember like God of War, for example. Um, and I don't mean to keep making everything a God of War comparison, but it's just, you know, thing yeah. I can think of. Um they they had the embargo lift really early for that game. It was like a full week or like maybe 10 days. I remember like the, the scores were just out in the open for a week before the game went yeah. uh, live, which was, which was really obviously p- positive for the game. It felt like, um, but at the same time, Bethesda do have a bit of a history of lifting embargoes a bit later. So yeah, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So tangentially from that topic, we're starting to see some Starfield ads um, from Samsung for cloud. So some Samsung are themselves marketing their own cloud service on their TV, smart TVs uh, for Starfield. Oh. You know, they're, they're essentially giving Starfield free free marketing because they want people in the service or playing Game Pass on their TVs. And they're yeah. saying, oh, look at this banger coming out. Um, yeah. That's good. What do you think? What do you think about the uptake for that? Like, do, how many people are going to be buying game. Starfield on this, or buying Game Pass on this Samsung TV? What, what do you think? I think here it's. I think it'll be quite low. I think it's a very, yeah. very, very small percentage because, I mean, it's just it, whether you're ignorant to gaming or not. I feel like you could probably figure out that playing a game like that on streaming it and playing it from your TV is not going to be the best way to play that game. Um, so I feel like naturally it's just going to be lower for the sake of that. I feel like you might get a few for people who didn't even realize it was a thing on their TV. You know, they might just be mm-hmm. like, Oh, I have that TV. I, I didn't know you could even do that. That's pretty cool. You know, yeah, that sort yeah. of thing. But I don't think people are actively just like, I'm going to go out and buy a Samsung TV and prep for Starfield. <laughs> no, yeah, that's not happening. Because even then, you need a controller, right? I think you can do it on a PlayStation controller or an Xbox controller. I think both work. Um, mm-hmm. But in that case, I don't know if... It, I just feel if someone's willing to make that sort of preparation, they'd be willing to get a Series S or yeah, the Xbox. Exactly. I, I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's a, it's... A minute percentage, I'd say. I'd say it's it's in the naught point, naught point naught, maybe even like maybe like under one yeah. percent. 
Yeah, it's just also it, like Starfield doesn't strike me as the type of game you want to play on cloud. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but you know, I think there are a collection of games which un- could be really appealing on Game Pass, mm. and someone could just connect the controller and be like, "Oh yeah, I could play like Monster Train or Slay the Spy." You know, that that seems perfect. You know, yeah. but yeah, I think Starfield would be awful. I think there'll be some some segments of the game where it's quite slow and. You know, a bit exploration heavy. I, I can't imagine the combat being like crazy yeah. intense every single encounter. So I feel like it's something you no. could play on like your like Kishi or something like that or something portable. Like, I, I don't think it's the, mm. I think there are a lot worse games out there. You know, like, um, I know for one, yeah. they, they always have, for some reason, they have like all the fighting games on there. Like, play Guilty Gear, play Mortal Kombat, like, stream it, Games Pass, just like, yeah. Who's doing that, man? You need every fucking. That, you, know. you need every frame in a fighting game. No, ain't nobody yeah. out there streaming that. I don't like torturing myself. Thank you very much. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. No torture for me. And that would be like one of those advanced torture techniques, wouldn't it? Uh, well, play a fighting get game. Someone to fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah Somebody no. loves fighting games as well. Yeah. Somebody like lives <laughs> yeah. and breathes them, like forcing them. them only to play, yeah, cloud and stream it, yeah. yeah, yeah, and occasionally like the screen refreshes while they're like mid combo, yeah, it would just that cause an aneurysm wipe, on the yeah. spot, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, interesting little badger that. Hmm. Second honorable mention for today, Tim, is the whole Red Dead story. Uh, do you know what this is? You heard of this Red Dead story? No. What's going on? Man, like this is mental. So, you know, we've been you've probably seen the news for a while that like there was a red anticipated Red Dead One remake coming. Yeah, you yes. must you must have yes. seen that. I'm aware of that. Yeah. Uh turns out what the fucking remake, Tim. You'll never guess what they're doing, or these cheeky fucks are doing, right? Rockstar are porting Red Dead Redemption, porting, not remastering, porting Red Dead Redemption 1 to the PS4 and to the Switch. What? Because Hmm. it it was a PS3 and a 360 game. So they're porting it to PS4. Oh, it was that long ago. (laughs) That's fucking stupid. And they're selling it for $50. You might be asking... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, oh, it's not free. Yeah, what? That. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh my god! And you might be thinking, why is it not getting ported to um to Xbox? What's that about? Well, in 2016, Xbox sat Rockstar down, and they were like, "Can we have Red Dead Redemption in our backwards compatibility, you know, catalog?" Hmm. They signed that signature, fucking idiots, and now we've already got. A backwards compatible 4K upscaled, more consistent frame rate version of uh, Red Dead One. So it's you don't need to buy it; it's already done wow. <laughs> for an Xbox. That's it. That's ridiculous, dude. That's unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, I we've seen that happen a lot with Switch games. To be fair, like a lot of old games do get ported, put onto Switch, and then they kind of do charge you fifty quid because it's the whole. It's the whole moving it onto Switch and playing it anywhere it's sort of Switch, thing. Yeah. yeah, so like are fine. You know, like they did it with like Darksiders 2 and stuff like that. You know, like these sort of games yeah. and they charge you 50 quid for it, whatever. I guess it's technically you can play it anywhere, whatever. It was quite hard to port over there. 
But the fact that they're charging for a PS4 port, that's that's absurd to me. Like that is absolutely so mental, weird. especially when Xbox already have it free um, and backwards compatible. Like it's crazy. That's absolutely nuts to me. It's such a strange Why? use of resources, well. especially, especially, yeah, especially coming off the back of the GTA trilogy. You know, that was just the laziest piece of shit. Yeah, like. I'm not sure. Are they aware how much money they could make with like a proper remake? I know that's a lot more work, but if they yeah. just didn't do the GTA trilogy, didn't do this stupid fucking port, and they just put all that time and resources together to just make a proper remake of just one of those games, guarantee that would have. Oh, f- mate! Everyone would have fucking lapped up a res uh, a resin yeah. um a uh, help me a Red Dead Redemption. What are you trying to say? Oh, a Red Dead <laughs> Redemption remake. They would have absolutely lapped that shit up, dude. Like, oh my god. Not even close. Dumb. Exactly. It's so dumb. It's such a dumb dumb. business decision. Like, I I just don't understand. It's such a waste of time as well. It's just like, it it can't be that many resources to port something over. Like, are you really losing like money on this if you just make it free like we're porting it to playstation you know it's still it's great standing for your company as well i mean rockstar are fucking rolling it anyway let's be honest like everyone's out there buying shark cards these days like absolutely you you don't need to charge man that that company is just on a knife's edge to me I, i i know not in like the financial way because of the you know they're GTA 5 has made such a stupid amount of money and yeah, they're yeah. still making money from GTA Online and Red Dead Online, I'm sure as well, is still um, earning money. But like, if they have one, like the thing that's keeping them together is the fact that they consistently make really excellent new single player games. You know, these open world, really innovative, um, technical and systemic open world games. Yeah, like if they bungle that... <laughs> mm. Like, like i don't know what happens then like so they they better fucking nail it what whatever gta 6 is um, yeah yeah definitely sorry. yeah because they've they kind of had a few bad beats recently haven't they um so their next sort of mainline project or whatever you know there's only so many uh chances even a, a very established you know company will get it's, yeah. it's similar to like cd project red right like everyone's golden boy everyone oh they can't do any wrong my god did people throw him under the bus under after cyberpunk jesus christ it was immediate they just went from fucking hero to zero um obviously they're they're, they're still they're still up there you know uh you know it, it takes a few burns for people to throw away a company like that but um yeah it, it shifts pretty quick so yeah there's quite a lot of pressure um for them on gta 6 definitely yeah, it's a, it's a death by a thousand cuts sort of thing, it feels like. Um, and if they miss the single player, I just, yeah, I think their reputation will just go down the toilet. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Next up. Man, this is a this is a fucking weird one. This is Nintendo being doing some Nintendo-ass Nintendo shit. Uh-huh. They're trying to patent some of the Tears of the Kingdom mechanics. Uh, and let me... I've got a link here. I'm just going to open this up so I don't get this wrong. But what 
from what I can understand, the thing that Nintendo are trying to um, patent uh, is the laws of physics. <laughs> oh, is this just a Kotaku article or is this actually legit? Because Kotaku can be very yeah, yeah. no, no, this is legit. Yeah, open it up, maybe share it on screen. Because if you if you scroll down to that diagram, it's actually really fucking funny. It's like a really funny little diagram. I don't know. It makes me laugh. But, yeah, he's this um, little bird boy in the middle. That link. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's meant to be Link. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry. No, <laughs> I think my music just started playing. Oh, <laughs> Can yeah. you hear it? No, I couldn't hear anything. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to turn it down. I think, <laughs> I think it's just accidentally been turned on. No, that's right. No worries. What is going on here? Turn on red shoe you sell parts. Uh, extremely cool. Turns out it's a van outside. Oh, okay. Nice. Sorry, Beth. I wasn't accusing you. It was just, a, it sounded like I was accusing my wife of playing music too loud there, but uh, it was very confusing. All right. Yeah. So, um, where is it? Yeah. So, just to read like part of it here, one of the one of the hopeful patents relates to the physics of a character riding on top of a moving vehicle and reacting dynamically to it in a realistic manner. Yeah, yeah, then this one. Link and the objects he rides on move together at the same speed, rather than Link being technically stationary on top of a moving object, as it is common in the physics of other games. That is fucking... What are you on about? What are you on about? Yeah. Do you think there has never been a... Has there never been a system where we stand on top of a thing while the thing is moving and we move at the same speed as the thing? That happens in a lot of games. Happens in a lot of games. Yeah. I can just think immediately. Well, like the sand skiff in Gears Five. Uh, yeah, the sand skiff. Did they, did they not? Pat- they should what... have patented it, dude. And then Zelda wouldn't have been able to use it. <laughs> it. This is fucked up. I hope this shit gets just wiped and they get like a giant bucket of shit thrown at them because this is messed up. I don't know why we're allowed to patent creative mechanics like it. Just, it reminds me of the the Shadow of Mordor thing, you know. Mm. great now nobody can use that ever and they're not using it because they're fucking useless thanks Warner Bros good shit yeah the nemesis system <laughs> yeah that is that is so stupid I don't know but like what I just don't understand like how's that even gonna work and then if it does happen what people just can't have people sitting on moving vehicles anymore <laughs> I, I don't know what they want and like look at this as well like including reduced lightning ability what the fuck are you talking about how is that that's and for those that don't know it you you have this companion you click on them and a circle extends outwards from where you're standing to indicate the range of the lightning mm. and then you shoot someone with an arrow that's within the range of that growing circle and they get struck by lightning it's not like a novel mechanic. It's like, I, I don't know. It just feels like they're sat in a, the office, like jerking each other off. Like what an innovative feature yeah. that was. We are, we are true. We are God in this situation. Yeah. yeah. We made this. It's like that. Have you, you know, have you seen that drawing of that thing where he's like, somebody has the box and he's like, I made this. And he gave, gives it to the other stick man. And then he leaves and the stick man's like, I made this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. That is, that's pretty spot on. You did, yeah. not, you did not come up with this. Yeah, it's just weird, man. There's other shit down here as well about the loading screen. Nintendo seeks to patent the loading screen that shows up when the player is fast traveling across Hyrule. 
This specifically refers to the screen that shows the map transition from the player's starting point to their destination. What? I don't even know what they're talking about. Like, is that not like, does GTA not do that when it zooms out of the map and then pops you in a different position? Like, Yeah, I, I was just thinking, and I feel like I've seen another game that does that as well. What does it? I'm sure Division does that. It might be in Division, yeah. Yeah, because it, and it starts and like zooms in on you. Yeah, yeah. How weird. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's been so done before, but. I mean, I don't know how this works across like other mediums and like film and stuff. Um, but this just seems weird to me. You know, it would be like patenting an establishing shot in cinema. You know, no zoomed out shots are allowed. It's like, it's so weird to me. I, I get that you can patent the technology in cameras. Mm -hmm. that, uh, and stuff like that but it, it doesn't make sense to be doing it in games because the thing about games is that they're kind of an intersection of art and tech like they're fundamentally tech so if we're if we're just patenting stuff you're essentially patenting art and it's like yeah what and it, it comes back to me whinging about competition again and the whole thing that's going on with abk it's like can you go after this please the stuff where people are trying to get a chokehold over gameplay mechanics that we never see again yeah but that's so it's such a chokehold on innovation and like it's so yeah and it's definitely not consumer beneficial is it no it's um, not yeah it's pretty dumb yeah i remember and i can i can see the article mentions it here and i'm glad they did because I, I was going to forget is when um bandai namco had a patent on loading screen mini games oh really until 2015 it ended yeah and i remember thinking that because i remember when we when me and you used to play um the the Dragon Ball Z game. What was it on the maybe on the 360? Oh, was it a fighting game? Was it the the Budokai games? Maybe Budokai, yeah. And you could you know spin the stick around and the little um the the cell the mini cells like the plant boys would like sprout up over the screen. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, I remember I thinking this. like this is so fun. Well, obviously we were like eight and like fused <laughs> up on like sugar and shit. But <laughs> I was like, this is so fun. Why does no other game do this? And, and I learned it's because they fucking patented it. They patented shit like God, that. That's nuts. I had no idea that was even a thing. Love yeah. me a loading screen mini game. It's a game within a game, man. Oh. It's perfect. Mm. I love that. It's so good. You need to wait, play a game. That's fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, thanks, Nintendo. Uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Basically, yeah. So this is a bit of um in our last honourable mention for today. Um, our old friend, the ABK deal. New Zealand has cleared. Always like those guys. Always like New Zealand. Yeah, New Zealand. Uh, like a so. bunch of boys. Bunch of boys. Um, so, actually, and as as a sort of side note here, uh, we were meant to hear from the CMA on Friday about what their preliminary decision was, and that hasn't happened. So they've missed a deadline for whatever reason. Maybe they're fucking drunk again. Mm, probably you know, just smoking some of the the wacky backy. You know, smoking the hopium, <laughs> huffing on that. Um, so this week, probably early in the week, we should find out what their preliminary decision was. Though that doesn't mean anything these days, because last time they said, yep, this will be fine, and then they blocked out of nowhere, so, you know, who fucking knows, but, yeah, but exactly. whatever, we'll have more information this week. Hmm. Um, and we are still in the end game because it needs to close by the end of August, I'm pretty sure. Okay. <coughs> Good. Oh, 
Sorry, everyone. Moving Good. forward. Yeah. Good. yeah. Um, okay. All right. Big boy news stories. Let me just double check the um, chat. Tim had mentioned about Rockstar Games having a bad culture, and he had heard it from a dev um, who had spoken to a few former Rockstar devs. Yeah, we'd. Um, I, th- I think is that public knowledge. I feel like that's. Um, it's been kind of known that Rockstar's had a bit of a bad environment for a while, but it's it's getting better. I might be misremembering, but mm. quite a lot of companies have that these days. Yeah, I don't know what's what, what's that about. Um, and. I just got reminded as well. Tim, can you just hit our jingle for a second? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, lovely listeners, the jingle you hear at the beginning of the show and at the end of the show and right now, oh, listen to that. Oh, wow. Oh, that's got a nice bit of zest to it. Yeah, <laughs> I really like nice. it. I can't hear it. I can't hear it right now. I'm just, I'm assuming, I, I like, I know what it's... Anyway, not important. My... Good friend. I'm not sure. Yeah, my good friend, Roscoe Fox. That's his. That's his. Uh, I'm not. Is his uh, star name? You know, he's a superstar. Um, has made that for us, right? He's released a new single recently. So I'm just. I'm just giving a bit of a, a plug here. He's mm-hmm. in the um, in the description if you want to go check him out. There's a link to Spotify. Um, I'd advise it. He does some experimental stuff. I'm. I'm into it. But he's a very talented man. So. He is. He is indeed. Big ups. Very good jingle for us, so I can't complain. No, I can't complain. So, just wanted to put that out there. Hmm. Okay. If you're still with us, haven't liked yet, please do so. Tim? Yes. yes. What's your favourite sauce? I've been thinking about this a lot recently. It's been I mean, mind. I don't know, man. What what constitutes a sauce uh, over a condiment? That's a good question. Yeah. Oh, like, fucking it could mayonnaise what, like... be included in this? Yes. Like... Yes. I mean, I'd say if if I'm honest, and what I what I use the most and put on a lot of things and I mix with other things, it's probably oh, you're going to say Frank's, Frank's, Frank's Red Hot, dude. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> that or a bit of Nando's, <laughs> a bit of Nando's medium. You know, chuck that in. Everything. Nando's medium. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they do good sauces. They do good sauces. Awesome ketchup manis. And I don't know if like <laughs> ketchup, ketchup manis. Oh hell yeah, I love that shit. It's, <laughs> it's in every what's, Hello what's Fresh. The, um... Yeah, no, it is. What's the the fucking the Korean barbecue sauce called? God damn it! Bulgogi. 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 That is pretty good. Yeah. I love Bagolgi, dude. Bagolgi is pretty fantastic. Yeah, Korean barbecue dish. Bagolgi means fire meat. Let's go. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> fire meat here. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Well, that's interesting, Frank's. Yeah, and I guess because for our international audience, maybe who doesn't know what Nando's is? Is Nando's a Europe thing? I think it's like a Europe thing, right? It's not like I'm I think so. In America. I think so. How would you how would you describe a Nando's medium? What's the like? What's the? Uh, it's it's pretty. Okay. Uh, it's quite a tangy sort of <laughs> zesty kind of vibe to it, isn't it? Yeah. But it's got a decent kick, you know. Like 
you eat it and you're like, yeah. ooh, it builds. Ooh, by the end of your meal, <laughs> all your lips are smacking, but it's not too hot. It's not like blow your face off hot. Um, and it's yeah, very, yeah, I don't know how to describe the, yeah. the taste. It's quite Moorish. It's very Moorish, yeah. And, mate, you mix that shit up with some mayo and make yourself a Pyrenees. Oh, yes. Fuck yes, me, yes, yes. dude. Best thing to dunk your chips Good. in on planet Earth. The you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Peak. It's um. I, I, I don't know what that's about. What is it about with like hot sauce? Like you, you need to have more hot sauce to soothe the hotness of the hot sauce. Like, what's that about? I don't know. That, that feels like some sort of mega brain design from yeah. the hot sauce makers. Yeah, they're probably <laughs> going to patent it. So, so got to watch out. Probably get a what? Patent it. Oh right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, it's like um, uh, what is it? The uh, ed- like energy drinks, like glucose drinks. It's the same thing, isn't it? They they purposefully make it like tart, mm. so that it dries your mouth and makes you want to have more. Yeah. Even though it's, but and they argue, they claim, oh, it just makes you drink it quicker, so you know it hydrates you quicker. But it's like, oh, phew, this is some ethically dubious behavior. <laughs> yeah. you know? So it's pretty <laughs> sussy, pretty backerish, if you ask me. Um. But yeah, I I know what you mean um, about the, the hot sauce thing. Yeah, and like I shit you not, I probably get through like almost a bottle of Franks a week. It's bad. A bottle of Franks a week. It's bad over Damn. here. <laughs> I need help. What do you no, mean? What, it isn't that what, bad. What size bottle? These ones, the ones like this, about the same size as my torso. No, <laughs> just the ones you find in the store, you know, yeah. same size as my torso. It's just you don't just see them there, you know. Uh, no, no, I, 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 I don't get through a bottle a week, but no, no, it's like the uh, they're, they're only like this big, All right? Same, same size as my mic, for about this big, okay? Yeah, don't do that, don't, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's good, man. I can't count that, okay? That's good. I mean, it's, it's quite interesting because I was discussing this. And I, I think I think I would probably land on Sriracha, you know. I think Sriracha's good. I'm I'm a I'm capping. I'm capping Sriracha, you know. Um I I I think it says a lot about a person. I think this could be a new I'm working on like a, a scale, you know, like one of the most popular personality tests. No, I would say the definitive popular uh, like personality tests in like the actual research field is mm-hmm. ocean as in the sea yes. openness conscientiousness extroversion openness and neuroticism i'm saying fuck it ketchup mayo sriracha <laughs> franks <laughs> maybe reggae reggae barbecue because you know what i think do you know what i think i'm gonna say it and i'm really sorry i'm really sorry if there's anybody out there that falls into this bucket but i think if barbecue is your favorite sauce you're scum yeah <laughs> like but the thing is i'm is, sorry it's barbecue there's so many types of barbecue you're being very general here it is there though it's all just sugar it's just fucking sugar You've ever had honey? Have you ever had a uh, a barbecue called Sweet Baby Ray's? Yes, it's I have. Good. Yeah, it's good. It's peppery. It's, it's it's very nice. Yeah, it's very it's very good. Yeah, but yeah, I do agree. <laughs> barbecue is you're you're a bit basic if you like barbecue. If you're if you're out here and I'm having a fucking meal with you, and you you dunking your chips in barbecue sauce, 
like we got a problem yeah. mate that's that that point is going <laughs> out the window <laughs> Like you're not yeah. dunking your steak in barbecue sauce. Do yeah. you know? Do you know how offensive that is to me? It's very offensive. It's the only okay. thing steak should be dunked in is peppercorn sauce. Peppercorn sauce. I, I'll let you off with a bit of bechamel. You know, bechamel. Yeah, I'll let that slide. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's like if you go to a fancy place, I'll give you a bit of bechamel. You know. Okay. <laughs> English mustard. I'm, I'm a, I, I, English mustard might be a very close second. I love English mustard. English mustard is pretty good. Yeah. Very pa- patriotic of me, you know. Yeah, no, it is good. Um, a bit Coleman's. Yeah, you love a bit of Coleman's, yeah. I only have small amounts of it, but it, it is good. And it's just, the thing is, someone... This is an Xbox podcast. Um, the thing is, someone who... Likes his barbecue sauce as their favorite so far as well. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, someone I'm gonna have to make a timestamp for this, <laughs> like as an actual topic. <laughs> um, the somebody who says the barbecue sauce is their favorite sauce, they have it on fucking everything. Like it's not like when I say sriracha is my favorite sauce and I have it with the appropriate meals. Someone who has it says it's their favorite sauce has it on like a toast. cheese toasty. Yeah, like they have like it cereal. on. You chip, put it in your soup. You know, I say, like, "Oh, fuck off!" Like seriously, this yeah, is not. Like boil some like plain pasta and just like <laughs> mix it with barbecue yeah. sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with that. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. <clears throat> All right, oh. sorry everyone. We, we've learned a lot today. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I did what I, I said it was the last honorable mention, but I forgot I wanted to talk about Baldur's Gate 3 a little bit um, because I've just seen, I'm just scrolling through X. Uh, not uh, not pornography. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I'm talking about the old Twitter. Um, it's good branding. And I've seen... Yeah, it's very good. It's very, just genius, that. Um, and I've seen Forbes has put up an article... Paul Tassie over at Forbes, Microsoft's Xbox Series S parity demands are now handing Sony free wins. We kind of touched on this last week, but it's still an ongoing conversation. And I think what makes it worse, Tim, if you didn't know, Baldur's Gate releases on the PS5 on the same day as Starfield. So I I just kind of wanted to hear what you thought about all of this. Hmm. Um... I mean, I still think that uh, we well, we 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 touched on this um, last week, didn't we? And I think I came to the conclusion where, as much as I do feel like Baldur's Gate will get a decent amount of sales and a good amount of sales on PlayStation, I do think that the audience that those sort of games appeal to, they're primarily going to be a PC audience. I think that that they're into that kind of game. Um, so I don't think. I don't know, man. I don't think it, it's it's that bad. If you know what I mean, I I, I don't oh, really know. Yeah, I am with you. I am with you, but it it's it's tracking quite well as on pre-orders on PlayStation right now. It's tracking higher than Spider Man. Spider Man's further out, so far enough, only by a month. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think it's hit the level of critical acclaim where it becomes kind of um. 
it hits mass, you know, in the way Elden Ring did. Elden Ring was is a ninety-five. Yeah, Elden Ring is a ninety-five on Open Critic. Baldur's Gate is a ninety-seven. Just to put that into context, right? Tears of the Kingdom is a ninety-six. So Baldur's Gate is currently one of the best-rated games of all time. I don't know if that will slip um, as it comes to console and people do reviews, but I imagine most of the reviews are going to come out on PC first. Maybe this is a tactical move. You know, this is 38 reviews in now. You know, if there yeah. was going to... It might come down to 96 or maybe 95, but either way, this game is holding it an incredibly high number. And I just think games like this that hit such high scores will chart quite well regardless. I think you're right. The nature of the game, the CRPG-ness of it will stop it from hitting numbers that Starfield with well um, as long as Starfield you know gets into a certain range of quality like 85 and upwards mm. but so it, it continues to be a bit of a problem it's become a bit of a console war talking point annoyingly you know oh series s this and that series s stole my money robbed my family killed my dog I ate mean... my pasta stole my lunch but then you could also argue the point whereas if if Xbox were on track at the same point PlayStation was to get this game out would would it have had would it have shared a release date with Starfield on Xbox as well and then realistically sales probably wouldn't have been crazy high for Baldur's Gate right if that's the case if it's sharing a release date with Starfield on on the same mm-hmm. console platform um you know I I I'm sure Baldur's Gate is fantastic and everything like that but I think generally, Xbox audiences, they're, they're just going to go for Starfield, right? Um, yeah. and, and no one's going to be able to juggle both of those games. Like, I think that's, that's asking a lot. Like, the, those, those games, they're games that shouldn't be juggled as well. Whether or not you can or not, I feel like they're yeah. games that deserve yeah. your, your full <laughs> attention. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And you need to eat. Like, don't forget exactly. to eat gamers. You know, I've with a capital G, do yeah. not yeah <laughs> it's rough you cannot photosynthesize off the screen you know don't believe you the can, lies but only for so way. long yes yeah it's not a long-term solution or strategy you know you can go two days without food i recommend two days don't go any longer <laughs> yeah, i advise two days and that's how you should live your life really don't eat for two days binge game eat lots of pizza maybe like fried chicken two yeah. days without eating and just you just go through that cycle until your heart stops very mm-hmm. very fast and painfully. Yeah, yeah, that's the way I want to go out. That's our advice. <laughs> that's our medical recommendation. <laughs> um, so yeah, pretty bonkers stuff. Um, I I kind of think Baldur's Gate three is going to win game of the year now. I don't think Tears mm. of the Kingdom is going to win. I can't I, believe I'm saying that. I um, think I think it will snag it as well. Yeah, it has like this just charm to it i don't know and i'm just seeing it everywhere because it seems so crazy like some of the quest lines and some of the shit you come across like i'm just seeing it like sort of just go viral like everywhere just like when i'm scrolling tiktok and stuff like that um yeah, yeah it definitely it just it just has game of the year feel to it doesn't it like it really does yeah. uh- millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Um, it's, yeah. um, it's, it's a bit reminiscent of the Elden Ring discourse as well when it comes to high reviews. Because I don't know if you remember at the time, there was like a bit of a weird pushback that like because Elden Ring was a 97 for a bit and then it, it did come down a few points mm. um but there was a bit of a pushback of like oh it cheated the the review system like it because and the argument was that the people who are most likely to review Elden Ring are people who are Souls fans you know so there's this kind of argument that if there's a niche game and then the studio does a you know a blowout version a blowout sequel that blows it open and tries to make it more accessible it's still going to be the niche audience that plays the game and reviews it and therefore mm. gives it a higher review score. And I think if you are, uh, you know, if you do subscribe to that, that belief, I think you could make the same argument here that CRPGs are, are very niche. Um, I mean, maybe they're not anymore. I, mean, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't answer to that, but those are the people who are reviewing this game right now. And I'm just curious if that will change when it comes to console. Um, uh, and maybe it does, you know, maybe it blows the, the, the lid off CRPGs and all of a sudden, well, hey, mm. um, classic RPGs are, are back in the mainstream now and we like point and click, but I, I, I don't know. How's the uh, user score reflecting over the uh, critic score? Very good. Um, I'm not, I don't use Metacritic all that much, so I'll have to check, but it's uh, doing very good from what I remember. Oh, yeah, I forgot Atlas Fallen came out. Rip. What came out? Oh, yeah. Oh, isn't, uh, Atlas Arm Fallen. isn't Armor Core 6, like, right around the corner as well? Yes. When's that out? I don't even know. <laughs> it's out, um... 18th, is it? I think it's out at the end of the month. Th this month? I think so. Yeah, I think it's coming out in August. Yeah. Don't say that to me. Say that to Rubicon. Me. Yeah, delicious. Yeah, 25th of this month. Coming out in 12 days. Right. Brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah, that's getting put on the back burner. But yeah. See how it see how it scores. Um to answer your question, Tim, Baldur's Gate 3 on PC is a 9.1 user score. Okay. Compared to a 97 meta score, so still very, very high. Okay. So yeah, we'll see. You know, overall, I think I think you're right. Starfield has a more mass appeal approach because it is this kind of first person or third person experience. You know, mm. um, that I think most people on console would choose to play over Baldur's Gate anyway. And I also think you're right that to, to a degree, you know, there is a bit of a conspiracy that um, you know the Xbox version got lower priority. You know, because it's the whole split screen on Series S. That's supposedly the problem because they knew that even if they couldn't make the launch, they could just launch it later in the year, beginning of 2024, when it's clear of Starfield. Um, and that would be better for their sales numbers. You know, there mm -hmm. is a bit of a conspiracy about that. So, 
<laughs> not that it's intentional just that it was just like ah oh, well it wouldn't be the end of the world if we don't make the xbox one because so uh, let's prioritize the other stuff because starfield is going to be a blockage to sales yeah yeah exactly yeah i mean that's that's what i feel um and and that's why i think they as much as it still was a hard pill to swallow for them to make the call to obviously not just release it on series x and not an s and all that and just delay the whole thing i think that argument probably just pop up but they're just like it's great sure but like it would also be sharing a release date with 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 our little baby right so um, yeah for sure i'm sure sure that argument came up at the table and you know it's still it's still a tough decision to make um but yeah i think they just i I think they still arrived at the correct one and and i do think it is going to hurt them in terms of the whole console war argument and sales and all that kind of stuff don't get me wrong but i still feel like it was it was the right it was the right call i think otherwise it yeah. just opens up a whole fucking can of worms doesn't it can of worms we don't need the whole two consoles yeah. and all that stuff uh, i'm with yeah yeah difficult call for sure um not one i would like to be making it's just a bit unfortunate um so finally on to the main story what you're here for i imagine um we're talking about avowed we're talking mm-hmm. a lot about avowed i've got a lot to say about about him so what i what i would like us to do for this is if you could because because i did this to, to gather the information and the screenshots and, and some of the talking points it's just to go to the get the gameplay up that we got from the showcase you know if, um you'll be able to find a standalone version it's i think three minutes long and play it on the slowest fucking speed that you can i think it's 0.25 okay so um, what we'll what, that what showcase uh, wait, just just the avowed gameplay. If you just type avowed gameplay, it should pop up avowed. the segment that was in the Xbox showcase this year. Gameplay. Uh, two so months while ago. You do that, yeah, sounds right. Why have none of them got? Have they just removed the the timer thing from YouTube thumbnails? You know, mm. to say how long the video is. That I think. Oh no, here it is. Yeah, two two minutes uh, thirty, or we've got another one at four minutes seventeen. Just do the official gameplay trailer. Okay, yeah, it's from Obsidian. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna need to mute this real quick. Oh no, really, it's pre-muted. Very nice. All right. Nice. Okay. Uh, slower speed. That we've got. Slow that shit all the way down. Yeah, point two five. Okay. So, sorry, audio listeners. We'll do our best to describe and talk about what we're seeing and what we mean. Uh, video listeners, now's a good time to look at the screen if, if you want to sort of join in the conversation around Avowed a little bit, uh, particularly this one, because it's um interesting couple of conversations here that we've got to have about the game. Um, hmm. because there's been a couple of developments um, as a bit of a primer for the topic. Obsidian has been doing a documentary, a five-part documentary, uh, they've been putting them on up on YouTube. They've been really good. Um, and the final one came out this week, uh, the fifth and final, when they spoke about, you know, stuff that's recently come out, you know, Grounded, Pentiment, and um, and Avowed. Mm-hmm. And the studio head, well, a lot of the team got to speak about the game a little bit, but the studio head, I can never, st- I'm never sure how to say his name, Fergus... 
Urquhart. Fergus Urquhart. I mean, that sounds like an RPG name. That does. Fergus Urquhart, yeah, it does. Yeah, it sounds like one of those characters you like role play as, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, said that, you know, in his journey, Obsidian, there are lots of decisions he's made that he feels really good about, and there's lots of decisions that he feels not so good about. And one of the ones that he feels not so good about is that early on, he was really pushing for a vow to be a, a multiplayer game. Mm. Um, and the reason for that, it was because he, when they were still independent, you know, they were looking... Um, they felt like they needed that extra oomph, um, that extra selling point for publishers. Um, and it was really, you know, popular at the time. He didn't say that, that was my interpretation. Um, you know, given they were acquired in 2018, they were probably pitching around 2016, 2017. Mm -hmm. um, and he said that as they kind of got further and further into it, they kind of realized it wasn't quite coming together and it was a bit out of our wheelhouse. I'm paraphrasing. Mm -hmm. um and so we ended up just going back to what we're to what we're good at doing thank god so this is you know obviously really interesting um start of it avowed started as a multiplayer game and we have heard this in the form of rumors i think jess corden spoke about it over at window central um what like what are your thoughts on that tim um about starting out as a multiplayer game are you happy oh you know let's just say co-op uh, they, they didn't expand so we don't fully know the extent but like is this a good thing to you is this a bad thing like where are we at with that what just the the fact that it started as a co-op and shifted um well if yes or, or just imagine it yeah. okay um yeah any of it. I, I think I'm happy uh, with it. It's hard to say because you don't know what the final product would have been had they had they kept it co-op. But I feel like they obviously hit some pretty obvious um, bumps in the road that didn't quite work for the type of game they were trying to build, or just the style that they're used to. Like you said, like just Obsidian being Obsidian. So in in that regard, and based off track record and you know, how they've made their previous titles. Um, I think it's a good thing that they moved it away from co-op. And that is tough for me to say because we are big fans of co-op games on this podcast. Like, me and Deck love a co-op game. Um, you know, if we could play any kind of game together, uh, we would, like, ideally. Um, so, but I, I do think for the sort of type of game I think they're going for here um, with this sort of high fantasy skyrim-esque kind of world but putting their own spin on it they're more sort of uh i guess like jovial i guess is quite a good way to describe obsidian they tend to be a little bit more upbeat and a little bit more mm -hmm. colorful than than other types um that do this this these type of games um it definitely can be they have it yeah in them. yeah yeah um so I think it's a good thing that they they shifted away from it. How it's affected the development and like potential wasted time or or, or anything like that, um, I'm not too sure. Like, because taking a pretty major shift um, in a game can be quite, you know, it can be quite um, hurtful to its like development cycle and stuff like that. But hmm, I don't know, you know, and maybe that's so what... young, Tim. Oh. Here we go. What a great point. Here what we a great go. Point you've made. I've hit a bullet point Dex had listed. <laughs> what a great point you've made. You might be thinking, wow, what a good point from, from Tim on the Quick Resume podcast, our own Tim. Mm -hmm. You know, when did it pivot into multiplayer? Should we be worried? Uh, fuck, when did it pivot into single early. player? Should we be worried? Could this have affected 
the framework of the game you know is this a problem you know this has happened with other games before where they started as um multiplayer games and gone to solo or vice versa and it's you know it's it's messy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i've got a timeline for you oh let's go fucks yeah i've done i did the research i did uh, i hardly as anyone has seen this thread and this is one of my most like read like i did this twitter thread i did the research i put in the hours i just blood it's sweat it's repetitive strain on my fingers Mainly and wrists. sweat i'm sure but yeah yeah, man, so I am very, I am very sick. Um, so yes, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of sweat right now. Um, so I do have it in the notes, but just you just leave the gameplay on screen. I think that's for the best. So yeah, this this is what it means. They said they were pitching the game before acquisition. Xbox acquired Obsidian before. Uh, Xbox acquired Obsidian in 2018. So that means they were pitching the game around probably 2017. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be loose with some of these estimates, all right? So at a guess, that means early development and pre-production started as early as 2016. They said that they were showing off uh, a gameplay slice around that time to publishers. So they had some of the game ready. It's probably quite early, but they had some of the game ready. So that would mean in total, the games had about a, de- a development cycle of about seven or eight years. Okay. We're looking at a launch in 2024. The game started in around 2016, 2017. Yeah. That's a long development cycle. For Obsidian, it's, it's probably their longest long. development game. You know. Obviously, we're accounting for COVID a little bit. Obviously, we're accounting for a change from co-op to single player. Mm-hmm. But I think what we can kind of take away from it is that Avowed is probably a very big game. Um, we've heard before that it's more comparable now to the Outer Worlds than Skyrim. We've also heard that one of their devs on one of the RPG forums has said, uh, I don't know if it's it, it's more like the Outer Worlds in, in an Obsidian sense, but it's a big game. Like it's, yeah. it's bigger than the Outer Worlds, um, which would make sense. It's in line with the timescales of how long the game's been in development. And we also know that a lot of publishers must have been very impressed with what they saw. You know, the rumor was that Xbox bought Obsidian because of the demo that they saw oh, really? for Avowed. Which would, okay. which would have had co-op at the time. Um, it's also kind of interesting because the what Fergus said on the documentary was um, at the time they were asking for about $70, $80 million for the budget. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like, that's quite a modest budget. We don't know how that's changed. Um, you know, for reference, Skyrim at the time was about $100 million. Red Dead 2 is suspected to be around the 200 to 250 million. Um, so that was at the time. We don't know how, much, how that budget has increased since the acquisition. I imagine quite a lot with the extra years of development they've been affording and stuff like that. So, final takeaway the pivot from single player, uh, multiplayer to single player probably happened around 2018, maybe just afterwards. So, the, ultimately, the bulk of development has been for the single player version of the game. Mm-hmm. The 2020 reveal trailer, the CGI one that we saw with the arrow and the sword and the hand spell, that didn't indicate any sort of co-op components. So I think it's safe to assume it happened a bit before that, probably okay. around the time of the acquisition in 2018. That's kind of what I've come. So you're thinking to, like uh, a couple, a couple <laughs> years potentially from its first, you know, it being yeah. first conceived. To the point yeah. now in, in in its cycle, it was probably a co-op game, which is not that long in the scheme of things. Because when you sort of no. draw up a game and an idea and concepts and 
art and all that that's all considered part of the development process i'm sure right so like i can't imagine like actual too much like actual development effort went into um the 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 co-op build of the game um but yeah i mean i i yeah, like I said, I'm I'm definitely more on board with with how it is now, and I think it plays to their strengths, which is obviously something that I'm actually glad that they notice internally as well. I think that's a good sign, rather than someone externally making this decision for them. Yeah. I think it's a good sign that they looked at it and they were like, "Yeah, we like it. The idea is great. World's great. You know, I love the whole magic feel we're going for and everything like that." But I just don't think it's quite us in the sense of co-op so let's just pivot this in a different direction um i think that's a good sign so um but yeah i mean how, how what's your what's your take on it i imagine similar but yeah definitely um yeah i'm really glad it, it just it would have been so touchy after redfall it would have oh, been so touchy. yeah i forgot that redfall um, yeah yeah, you know, that would doing doing co-op out of their wheelhouse, like, oh, you know, we would have gone back and forth of like, well, they've done grounded and that was really successful. You know, they did co-op really well there, but ultimately, oh, I, I mean, and it is doable. Like, you know, more and more there are RPGs pulling this sort of stuff off. Baldur's Gate as co-op, you know, and, I, and maybe I think it's a bit different for um classic rpgs you know wasteland as well it didn't really distract from the experience it being co-op i, I don't know about these first person rpgs i can't think of an example you know where one of these games was co-op so but, they kept yeah I'm, I'm just interested to think uh to cut you off or anything but like would they've kept like the similar like character dialogue situations but how would that work exactly you know when you talk exactly to do you like both vote on an option to pick Voting. Or like yeah yeah uh, i i feel like that could slow down a lot of the game or like because a lot of the time when you make games like this co-op it really takes away from the story right um because you're there you're fucking around with your friend and stuff like that you know i i know from experience playing co-op games with you can sometimes be the most horrific experience ever um specifically far cry where you spent 90 percent of your time <laughs> just figuring out the most creative I've way grown. to blow me up um <laughs> i've grown i'm a better person now <laughs> like it got to the point i like i was so frustrated playing far cry with you sometimes um but yeah like so how would all that work like did they even have that or did they have it but yeah like you like we said was just like a voting system i mean we, i know you don't know the answer but like just like speculating it it just doesn't yeah. work i mean that sounds right to in me in my opinion but and that sounds right you know you think it like for example you know you think about Baldur's gate i think about wasteland you know that is what those games did and they were very well reviewed um and nobody seemed to indicate the carp took away from it um felt quite additive you know um so I think it is doable. I think you can do that sort of stuff, Carl. And it's it, it is in the in the vein of D and D, isn't it? You know, you make decisions as a group. Like you know, AI. yeah, it is doable. It's just I'm glad that they are. It just wouldn't have been received well. Let's face it; it wouldn't have been received well. The game would have had rampant negativity up to launch. And generally, I think co-op games get reviewed worse. Generally, you know, mm. I'm I'm not because they're bigger projects they're harder to manage you know yeah. and then some people oh, it's hard making a game that's really good single player and also really good co-op because the best co-op games are the ones which are designed with co-op in mind 
in which mm. case single player is typically a bad experience so it makes the reviews always watered down a bit you know so yes i'm really happy they made the change and just focused in on obsidian shit if they want to do some experimental smaller projects around a small co-op rpg go for it um but for their their big biggest game with their biggest dev cycle yeah i, I think this needed to be a, a single player mm. rpg agreed yeah and just for reference as well um the other interesting comparison i found was that outer worlds dev cycle it began development in about 2019 and launched sorry in 2016 and launched in 2019 so it was about a dev cycle of about 3.5 years mm. i.e avowed and outer world started at around the same time and about oh, is still okay. going you know it gives you a sense of how long it's been cooking for um i'm anticipating this game is going to be very big we keep talking that avowed's been de-scoped a bit I- i'm not sure i think the team decided at some point it's been de-scoped in the sense no co-op we're not going to have that feature and I think they decided at some point we're not going to do a sprawling open world like a Bethesda game, which I think was on the... They didn't say that. This is just rumor still. But it seems like maybe that was on the um, agenda at some point. Hmm. And I think that's fine. You know, God of War isn't an open, sprawling world like a, B, like a Bethesda Game Studios game. Nonetheless, it's these connected open areas, which is what Avowed is doing, you know. So I think... Once we start to see more of the game, I think some of these mixed feelings will start to dissipate. But um, because the, the trailer didn't really do anything to dispel any of those rumors, so um, but yes, I I'm really glad that they have doubled down on what Obsidian do very well. Give it a direct. Give it a direct. Give it a direct. Show me more. Show me more. In a, in so a uh, this is so. Format. Okay. In a different format, yeah. Um, so, like, just out of interest, when while we've had this um, trailer running in the background, Tim, and, and any viewers as well, if there's anybody watching live, um, what are your thoughts? What are, like, do you have any thoughts or what are you thinking watching it kind of frame by frame? Um, I'm really interested to hear what you think because, I, like I said, I did this as some research for the trailer and the thumbnail and stuff, and I came away with a few extra thoughts than I had before when i just watched the trailer standalone yeah i kind of i kind of know what you mean watching it in like slow and watching like all like the animations of like casting the spells and like just the animation like i noticed he like pulled like the spell from the book on one of them there was like a trail of him pulling it from the book and then flinging it um i'm noticing a lot of these things now where i didn't notice it when i actually like watched it real speed um and yeah you can definitely tell there's quite a lot of nice attention to detail here and i feel like weirdly looking at it at this slower speed and analyzing it more as well like the colors are really popping for me this game is so fucking colorful it's so colorful um yeah i'm actually yeah i'm enjoying it a lot more um and it looks to me like watching it again graphically it's actually looking better than when i remember yeah you know what i mean like i feel like it's actually graphically uh nicer than i remember it being when i first saw this um yeah yeah looks good man and the and the the enemy designs are great like all 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 of them are really really cool um so yeah no i'm actually i'm pretty hyped watching it like this yeah I'm, I'm, it's exactly what my thoughts were. And as well, one of the things I noticed actually is that the texture work is really good across the board. 
Mm. Like there's a lot of detail in a lot of the environments, which I just hadn't picked up before. Um, I think the way they cut the trailer was just that it was quite quick and you didn't really get a sense for these sorts of things. Don't get me wrong. You know, there's still a year of development time from when we saw the direct until it releases, probably, you know, speculate. Um, Second half of 2024, probably. But even then, this game looks ready to go. Um, The lighting looks great. I think these environments look so pretty in a way that Mm. I didn't kind of didn't notice before. Yeah. Um, And you might remember that one of the big things people were thinking after the direct was like oh man this looks like a completely different game from what we saw in the cgi trailer you know it's not as dark (laughs) blow the candles out (laughs) turn off your hugh phillips light smart lights it's true man no one likes colors in their game give me beige give me brown and yeah give me beige yeah give me beige and brown beige barbecue sauce games (laughs) Fuck yeah, we're gonna call fucking <laughs> gra- like brown monotone games barbecue sauce games from now on. Yeah, so sweet baby brage. Nice, dude. You're on fire with the barbecue sauce <laughs> buttons. Yeah, no, I have. Thanks. Um, yeah. So I, I thought it was really fascinating. And so, I've, if you wouldn't mind, just pause the video. Um, and you'll see on the notes I've got um two links. Um, click on the second one um about the tone change um so again any any of the watchers you've got the luxury of seeing my comparisons from my tweet here if you're a listener you can go and check my twitter you'll, you'll see it there um or come by onto youtube so you can see the comparisons as well um because what i found um compared to the original cgi teaser that people felt that the direct and uh, not the direct the showcase uh gameplay did not represent was that actually there was a lot of scenes in there that absolutely did reflect that. It's just that they, to be fair, tended to be smaller. Like they were cut quite short. Um, mm. But no joke, some of them are like pixel to pixel level of darkness. Um, and the little bits of vibrancy from the fauna or the spell or the sword glowing. Mm. Um, let me just check so I can see what you're seeing on the stream. I mean, I'm literally just... I clicked on your link. I've just got your post with one image. Oh, if you... So if you click out of that, you should see... Um, I've replied to myself. Oh, um, ass, dude. Hang on, give me a sec. Uh, how does this work? I just took... Yeah, this is a non-Twitter user at work here. Sorry, non-X user. Sorry. I don't know. If I, <laughs> if I press back here, it doesn't Sorry, take dude. me back. Oh, well, this is just sad, isn't it? Okay, hang on. Let me find you. You just asked me, me to log in. <laughs> I don't want to log in. No, that's, that's totally fair. Um, okay, here we go. This link should do it for you. All right. Um, Whack it in. But I hope you've all taken a, like, a mental screenshot of the image Tim had up there, which was from the CGI teaser in 2020. These are the comparison shots that I sort of took as I was going through the, the trailer in, in really slow speed that I thought were kind of also reflected the same tone of that original teaser. Because there are a lot of them. It's just a lot of them went by quite quick. Okay. Um, it's not loading. Come on. Come on. And also... This one. It should all be in the same thread, but you'll see. Yeah, I can see images. Yeah. 
four. Yeah, oh. so if you just flick between them. You sent me another link, um, did you? Yeah. They're all in the same thread. Um, but I mean, are you, are you seeing what I mean? Um, yeah, well, there yeah, are yeah. certainly areas where it, they are they're darker and just like that trip that teaser. Um, mm-hmm. There you go. That's the final one. So, my my kind of final takeaway from all of it, from like going through, scrubbing through the trailer and having a look at what looked similar to the 2020 teaser and what didn't, was that it's going to be a really diverse landscape. And we kind of know that already. There are going to be some dark parts, there are going to be some lighter parts. Um, and like I said, yeah, I noticed the texture work was really good. Um, the only thing that I can definitively say that I, di- I think needed tightening up from the gameplay we got uh, this in in june was the animation work some of the animation work is a little bit stiff um, yeah there was some one... of the first person stuff yeah it's nice but the guards moving there was one moment where i think um actually it might have just been because they sped it up in the trailer but yeah first person when he kicked the guy off the cliff the animation seemed very ju- like very quick very, it was just like one frame you were like just had your sword and shield out and the next frame your foot was in his face it was just like there wasn't really anything going on there i don't know if they just made like a jump cut though so i won't um yeah i won't beef it too hard but yeah yeah i i think that's exactly it but um yeah i mean what's what's your sense from these screenshots is that are you sort of with agreement in agreement with me or are you feeling actually no these are still very very different in tone from the earlier Trailer. No, I I don't think so. Um, I th- I think gen generally speaking, there are yeah you do see the more sort of like this one I'm on right now is again it's it's giving off that dingy sort of fire lit cave vibes, uh, monster in there and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's giving off some gritty vibes and stuff like that. But then yeah, you have others obviously do look a lot more colourful, a lot more um sort of interesting like 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 this one here with all the different kind of plants and oranges and turquoises and stuff like that yeah um but i think just that one yeah yeah it's really nice yeah um but yeah no i yeah i know what you mean that i do agree that i think the first trailer definitely the initial teaser did give off more high fantasy gritty vibes but then there are definitely parts of it. Like I remember when the arrow was like flying over and all that. There was some like purples in there and some some colours and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like it it definitely didn't give off completely gritty, dark fantasy vibes. Um yeah. I don't think the tone has shifted much from from that first reveal trailer, um, in my opinion. Um yeah. so yeah. Great. And just to close the conversation out on my end, just again, like one of the things I noticed scrubbing through the trailer and we and like when we had it playing it um, on screen um, at slow speed is that the the combat looks really solid as well, which um, which is great to see. Like all the enemies were really reactive. You know, they were like, they react depending on where you were hitting them. Every hit made them flinch. Like the spells would have their own kind of effect and then, mm-hmm. you know, they would react accordingly. Um, and, you know, the game's still a year out. So like I'm, 
on on rewatching, I'm actually really impressed with what I saw. I did like what I saw originally, but it just kind of happened so fast. And I thought, oh, it looked a bit different from maybe what I saw in 2020. Um, but now I kind of, I'm not sure I think that anymore. And I'm back to being 10 out of 10 excited again. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. No, I, I think the trailer actually had a very similar um similar reaction from me as well like like genuinely like seeing it again and analyzing it more at like a slower pace and these sort of screenshots and stuff like that it's definitely increased my um my hype for it yeah and oh yeah i think it's due just to the fact i haven't seen it in a while as well um i mean avowed's always been a very highly anticipated game for me right from the the moment we got the reveal trailer um and for me i don't think that has really dipped so i think that that speaks volumes into how i saw the reveal trailer to how the game's being displayed now i don't feel like it's ever really dipped for me like in terms of being excited for it it's still very much up there in in like my top three or top two like most anticipated games and in like the near future Mm -hmm. so um yeah i think yeah i think that speaks volumes so great Lovely. So that's that's avowed for now. I'm super excited to hear more. It's it's the the point of contention for Xbox is like you know after this year, Starfield, Forza, and maybe Stalker, which is the next topic. I am um, what's next? Mm-hmm. Is it Hellblade first and then avowed? You know my my opinion is that it is Hellblade first and then avowed. But but we'll see. After rewatching that trailer, avowed looks quite good. far along. So mm-hmm. we'll have to see. So, not too much to report here, but, um, man, I don't know how to pronounce this. Koch Media Store? Cock Media Store? Koch Media Store? Yeah. I don't know. As listed Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl for the December 1st, 2023 release. You might think, just a placeholder, but most other titles that don't have release dates have placeholder dates of December 31st. Um, they've also previously leaked dates, including Darksiders 2 for the Nintendo Switch. So. Interesting. A history of leaks. Mm. <laughs> Let's go. Um, that would be quite the closing triple whammy for the year, wouldn't it? Starfield, Forza, Stalker, triple whammy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, Stalker was always... It, it was rumoured to be this year. I just think everyone just assumed not right like they never said no they did say they were still aiming for 2023 didn't they i think it got indefinitely delayed so just delayed until we say so basically oh okay all right um (laughs) but yeah no i mean i was definitely much in in the in the wagon of this ain't coming out this year um so that if it is then yeah that's that's a huge that's a huge way to sort of close the year because um, yeah, I, I I think Stalker Two looks fucking great. If if if, if I'm honest, the um the stuff we've seen of it um so far yeah. looks yeah. immaculate. So it's pretty exciting. Um, whether or not that does actually happen, who knows? But um, it's pretty nice. First of December. Yeah, I like and, it. and they definitely don't need it if um if the game needs more time so i, I hope it's probably a I know pressure. Quite... yeah sort of release day yeah yeah and i'm sure xbox has been quite lenient with the team you know given ukraine and all of that um 
but I hope if they are releasing it, they're releasing it because they're ready, not just because it's been a while, you know. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, it's it, it's the sort of game you don't need to rush out. It's the sort of game where you you know you can you can just be like, listen, you know, we got quite a lot of stuff. You know, your game looks great. We still want to fucking you know see it come out and market the shit out of it and great whatever but like i do think that it's kind of like a, a definitely less pressure um than than the likes of like you know your staple starfield fours or and stuff like that that it's just like we need we, you know it'd be good to get these blockbusters out for the year you know these these are these are what we need this year um so yeah hopefully yeah, hopefully yeah. it's not rushed hopefully it's just a nice like if you can, then great. But if you can't, then no worries, sort of thing. Yeah. Great. So best of luck to the team. I hope they are getting out the door soon. I'm sure it'd be nice to put this project behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope it's I hope it's ready to go. It, it's looked great, and I hope it does well. You know, I'm sure they'll have the whole industry rooting for them. Yeah. Okay, final story for the week is around Forza Motorsport. Forza Motorsport's drama, Tim. Oh my There's god, fucking no way. drama. Xbox bad, you piece of shit. <laughs> Xbox bad. <laughs> Xbox is bad. Um, yeah, Xbox is bad. I mean, I don't know. There's been a lot of Xbox uh, like um, like community members, you know, podcasters, whatever, who are who have been quite upset by this news. Um, I guess I'm just not one of them. I guess I'm less invested in Forza than, than, than some people, so you know, yeah. we'll see. But from what I could tell, the Forza community don't care either. So the deal here is that during the most recent Forza um, monthly, they showed off a lot of the multiplayer gameplay. They announced a bunch of new features. As part of that, they announced what won't be in the game. I don't know why they did, to be honest. I know they were just trying to be good devs and to be transparent. Be open, yeah. But... Yeah, that they said there's not going to be a big spectator mode. This is a design choice because they don't want people coming into the game and taking up a slot that a racer could be in. Um, that's like how it works. You know, if there's like eight players in the lobby, one of the slots would be taken up by a spectator rather than by a racer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the reason why that's that is the case is because they are not including AI in multiplayer. So if there's somebody leaves, it's not filled by an AI. So you just have the races. You have people racing. Okay. So, again, design design choice. They said um, uh, the way they phrased it though made it seem like it's kind of an incomplete thing. They said that it's not something we wanted to do, so it won't be in for launch. That was kind of like how they phrased it. So it sounds like they're just leaving the door open to community feedback. They, that's how I read it. But okay. the, the interpretation is, oh, these features aren't in. Game's not ready. Game's barely gets two pixels running on the screen. <laughs> barely not it's still on paper, this game, this Forza game. Yeah. Incomplete. Feature incomplete. And then the big one, Tim. Uh-oh. Fucking touchy subject, this, isn't it? Split screen. Oh yeah. This is a weird oh, split screen is such a weird fucking like void in gaming. It's currently. like a legacy. It, it's just yeah. it's something yeah. that I do get it. Like I, I, I've enjoyed a split screen game in my time, and like I do understand why some people want it. 
But at the same time, I feel like it's just there. It's just clinging on all the time and and refuses to be let go. And this whole nostalgia, like you said, like legacy sort of thing. People want this in, in every game. You know, if it makes if it makes room for more different features to come in, I'm I'm definitely up for dropping split screen these days. Um and and giving more time you know like i don't know how much time goes into making this run and getting split screen into a game if you can spend that time elsewhere and put it in a spectator mode or something like that i'd probably rather have that if i'm honest so yeah well exactly from my understanding is that split screen is quite resource intensive because you need to you know turbo optimize the game to run twice on the console you know yeah um and I'm sure this wouldn't, but well, so a couple of things. I guess the, the first thing I saw on a couple of Forza forums, a lot of Forza like fans didn't even know split screen was a thing in some of the older titles. Apparently, it wasn't in all of them. I don't know. I don't know. So I can't verify. I haven't played them. Yeah. But I've also been told that it was only a thing for one v one races when it was available. You know, you could one v one someone and split screen that. So it's not like you could both go online and play at the same time. It you know it was like. Oh, okay, it was just about there by the skin of it, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, and of course, it wouldn't be such a big deal if the Baldur's Gate story wasn't fueled by the Series S not being able to run uh, uh, co-op, uh, split screen. But that was like, that's the thing, because Larry and Studios have said like, oh, well, the reason is, you know, the Series S, we can't get it running on split screen any more time. Um, so everybody's like, oh, Series S is holding everything back. So now the assumption here is that turn, uh, turn 10 can't get split screen running because of the Series S, which, of course, mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be well, that's the case. Complete, but it's, it's complete speculation right at that point. That's ridiculous yes. Yes. <laughs> like, to, to create so much negative press for something that's just completely just unverified. Like, But hey-ho, Xbox bad. Work yourself out. Xbox bad, yeah. On the flip side, Tim, they spoke about a lot of very exciting multiplayer features that they are adding and they are innovating with and they are, you know, doing all these uh, nice things with. A-, a lot of it doesn't mean that much to me, but just to read the bullet points summarized by the lovely Clobrill over on Twitter. Featured multiplayer, competitive racing, full racing weekends, including open practice, qualifying, race and strategy, spec series, which is even field playing, and open series, classic Forza, class-based, so upgrading your car and stuff. There are pitting features, Forza race regulations overhauled with machine learning, competitive driver racing, safety rating, safety rating for clean racing. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I don't know if you know that. That's, that's like that's like a thing in racing sims where people get like pissed at cars hitting other cars. Yeah, yeah. because it's like not in the spirit it's of simulation upon. driving. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be skill. So they've know. done some work. Yeah, that's right. So they've done some work around around that, like having ratings based on the safety of your driving. Um, progression on your car when you play Builders Cup, free play, rivals and multiplayer. Rivals mode returns. Don't know what that means, but sounds like it's a whole new mode. And private multiplayer featuring tons of custom game options. I mean, even just one of those modes, particularly the bottom one, private multiplayer with lots of custom game options, sounds like such a good trade-off for something like split screen obviously i you know i don't know how the compromise and the trade-offs work with dev but that sounds like a much more modern and important feature to have oh yeah 100%. these days you know yeah it's um 
yeah, that that definitely seems more, yeah, more like up to date, more something you want in the game in this day and age. But like, of course, the argument is, uh, yeah, they'll just be like, well, we have to have two Xboxes and two TVs to play this, where split screen, it's just the one, you know, and then it's the controller, yeah, and we can both play. So I don't know, like. People were weird with this sort of stuff, but I just don't. Yeah. I've always felt like every time I've played anything split screen anyway, I'm like leaning forward and fucking squinting to figure out what's going on. I'm like, everything's kind of squashed and my FOV is not nearly as much as it should be. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of split screen, well, but. Um, you don't like split screen on the portable Switch? But you need a magnifying glass to figure out. Oh my god, I've tried it. Yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> insane. You literally have to be hunched over, like in the screen, to see what you're doing on your yeah. half. You need to be like ear to ear with the person you're playing with. Like, <laughs> yeah, not COVID friendly. Touching it. Um, yeah, exactly. But it's yeah. I mean, all these features sound pretty pretty great. Like I said, like we said, we're we're not we're not big fours of people, so like. Half of these, I don't know what the fuck it is. I don't know what the hell a Builders Cup is. I don't know what Rival is or <laughs> any of this stuff. But it sounds great, right? And and as Deck mentioned, the private multiplayer lobbies with custom game options, like to me, that is fucking leagues above anything that split screen could accomplish. Yeah. But hey ho, that's that's just me, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I don't know. I I think there's this weird thing because Xbox now has quite a few like IPs that it runs. It's been running for a long time. There's kind of this idea that if there was a feature in any of the previous games, it's got to be in every subsequent every subsequent game. Otherwise, it's feature incomplete. And I just don't agree with that. Eventually, we're going to get to a point where a game's going to have like five fucking hundred thousand features. Then yeah, exactly. That's just going to become not possible to sustain but yeah you're gonna have to make some cuts you're gonna have to start classifying some features as legacy it happens in every industry um so yeah and again it's because the xbox community is particularly jittery about stuff like this because of redfall you know redfall not that it wasn't featuring complete, but it was like the 30 frames thing. And then it mm. was like, clearly wasn't ready. And then like, you know, Starfield had the 30 frames announcement, but there wasn't as much pushback against that because it's Starfield, you know, and it's 4K30 and it's a very intentional design choice, you know, as, as Todd said. Um, so that, you know, I can't think of any other examples right now, but, you know, I guess maybe Halo Infinite as well, you know, featuring complete, there's no Forge at launch. Um mm. So it's just in particular, the Xbox community is just very jittery, um, especially when the competition, PlayStation, maybe even Nintendo as well, don't have these problems. But honestly, it's because their games are far less ambitious. You know, I, I don't know what to tell you. They, they, yeah. they have Gran Turismo, I suppose, uh, which is you know similar to Forza and that it has multiplayer. But what's the last multiplayer game PlayStation released? What's the last game that PlayStation released that had a single player suite, a multiplayer suite? And then the extra additions that are expected of something like a Forza or a, a Halo. You know, it's crazy to me, Tim, when I look, look at some of these comments about Halo of people being like, yeah, Halo Infinite's nearly feature complete. And it, it's got it. It still needs, um, it still needs Firefight though. 
um, and it still needs a Warzone equivalent. And people will say things like this, like it's a totally reasonable thing that That's Halo absurd, should have launched. Right? Like it's six games in one. Yeah, it's like... They're all nice to have, and I think that sure i mean more features are only beneficial but no that's completely unreasonable to ask that much of a game to have like actual like five to six different time dump modes full-fledged yeah yeah exactly no that's absurd (laughs) that's absurd so that's my thought we need to be able to yeah, right. Yeah, we we need to be able to drop that just because a feature was in a previous entry. It doesn't mean that all future entries are going to have that feature, especially if they're not popular. Um, so I'm not seeing a problem here. You know, if I start seeing other warning signs, I'll start ringing the alarm. But for the gameplay I saw looked great for Forza. It looks very polished. They spent a long time in development. You know, working the engine. Um, I hope that all pays off, and it you know it ends up being one of the the best driving sims out there you know terms integrate yeah. what they do for a reason um, well i'm sure it will so. be one of the i mean every single forza you know in its respective time it it, it came out is being considered one of the best driving sims out there you know i'm sure this one is going to be the same uh you know they are kind of the best in the industry for that reason so uh you know i trust that they're making the right the right calls here so I don't think Turn 10 have ever given anyone a, a reason to doubt them in terms of their decision-making for these sort of games. So I don't know why people were jumping down their throats about it. So, yeah. Featuring complete, dude. Featuring complete. Featuring complete. Series S can't You actually, it. you don't have a monkey tail. You don't have a monkey tail. You're featuring complete. Yeah. What does the S stand for? Shit. In Series S. <laughs> Xbox series shit. We got him. What a great way to round out the show with an absolute <laughs> corker. If you can still hear our voice over the floods of laughter you're experiencing after that joke, <laughs> we would really appreciate you to just like the video, subscribe, maybe come over to Twitter. Um, I'm going to wrap this up for this week. X. Shit, I keep forgetting. Um, yeah. Come follow us on X. Ugh, I'm never going to get used to that. Um... It's been a joy. Hmm. We'll be back next week, hopefully with a bit more Starfield marketing. Oh, let's go. And hopefully with some ABK news, you know? And maybe well, even some... I say hopefully. hopefully the end. Some early... Because some people do, like, if they get, like, reviews, actually, no, they don't, do they? Like, early, like, preview, like, videos for, like, Starfield or something. Like, we've got a review code, and this is what we think so far, sort of thing. Some people do that sort of thing. I don't know how the embargo works, but yeah, potentially we'll see some more. It would be nice to see some more Starfield as well. Right. Like, some more gameplay. Oh, dude. Give me if you get some time. More. Watch that direct again. Watch that direct again. I it was like a brand new experience. I felt like a new person. I watched it the other day and I was like, damn. I can't believe it. I can't there's no way this game's below 90. Like there's just no fucking way. There's no way. It's it's mental. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Xbox bad, dude. I think it's going to be a 76. Wow, that is a very personal number. That feels like a personal insult. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I think my prediction was, I think, as much as I feel like it deserves probably to be over a 9 or whatever, based from what I've seen, uh, I think it's going to settle around an 89 or something. I think it's just going to be just shy of a 90, which is going to suck, but I do think it will be. Right, it's just something in my guts, just saying it. Probably all that Frank's red hot sauce. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go have some of that now. <laughs> Should drink it. Just have okay. a shot. <laughs> it's good for the immune system. It's not. I'm not sure if that's true. I'm not sure. It's if true. It's true. Everyone have a shot, Frank. You'll never be able to get in your life. Your life. Jesus. Okay, let's get out of it. I need to go. Tim needs Bye, to go. Uh, Self harm. Speak to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.